You're listening to the Understarters Orders Racing Podcast. Expert racing analysis from both sides of the Irish Sea. So stay tuned for the best insights and opinions on the weekend's racing here on the Understarters Orders Podcast. Right, good evening everyone. Welcome to the Understarters Orders podcast. It's Thursday the 26th of November and I'm joined here once again for a great weekend's racing preview with Declan Carroll. Hello Declan. Good evening folks. For the second time, that's a private joke. And we welcome <laughs> along again, hello Neve Townsend. Thank you for joining us and stepping in. No problem at all. It's great. It's great to always have you on. Um, let's hope we can pick some winners this week. Um, we're going to start over at Newcastle in the 205, the fighting fifth hurdle. I mean, is this a smash and grab for Epiton? She's favourite for the champion hurdle, and I doubt we'll see the horse shorten, I think, if she wins. Um, but I think if she doesn't short, we could see a drift. Can you see this being a smash and grab, Neve? Well, it should be, shouldn't it? You know, she was absolutely brilliant at Cheltenham when she won the champion hurdle. Um, but I think, you know, with the odds as short as they are and likely to only get shorter as we get closer to race time. I'd probably want to look elsewhere at some of the bigger prices as an each way shout. And I think for me, the most interesting of those would be Cornerstone Lad, um, who's currently available at around 16 to one you can get. Um, he loves this course and distance. He's two from two, I think. Or, like He's unbeaten at this course and distance. Um, obviously he won this race last year when he overturned Bovedere and caused a bit of a, a surprise that day. Um, but I get the impression that this was his target. This is going to be his big target for the season. He's had a couple of runs on the flat just to get him fit for this day. Um, look, he shouldn't be epitant if she's here on top form, but if there is any chance that she runs either below par, then, you know, he could, he could be the one to pick up the pieces, but I do think even even with Epiton in the race, he provides the best each way value for me. Um, and as I say, this is his target, whereas Epiton, she's being aimed further down the line, the champion hurdle. Um, so yeah, cornerstone lad, I think, each way for me in this race. Um, but I do think Epiton should win. Nice bit of each way value there for listeners. If you fancy a bet on cornerstone lad, um, he is a multiple course and distance winner. Will struggle to, I feel, Pull back Epitant. Um, she's loops. She's. She, I mean, she's favourite for the champion hurdle, isn't she? I mean, right now, Declan, would you take Epitant to win that champion hurdle? Um, I wouldn't be having a punt on a horse that short this far out. I'd be. I'd be looking for value. Um, but look, I, I think this the weekend is just an exercise in, in finding out that she's, you know, she's good and healthy. She's. She's alive and well. And if she turns up 80%, she wins this. She really should be beating this. She was a really good winner of a champion hurdle. Um, she really came into herself last year. She won the Christmas hurdle really well. Uh, she, she was quite impressive last season. She is getting the, the allowance again. And, you know, there's nothing too hot in this field. She really should be putting them to bed if she's aspirations of being a, a dual champion hurdle winner. Um, Skull Royale has looked to find... He's looked to have found in new leagues of life over hurdles. You know, he he has won the two races. He's won them well. And 
I think people are getting a little bit carried away. He will want to improve a lot, and this is this is a fairly this is a new test for him. And he he's obviously second favourite on those runs, but I don't know. He he wouldn't be for me. Silver Streak is a horse I've never really worn to. He was toured in that champion hurdle, which looked like a really good champion hurdle. Esport LM won. Uh, Lorena was in there. Appenstead, Booger there. He was never going to be ridden to win that race. Absolutely no way. He managed to pick up toward because he was ridden to pick up the pieces. And Booger there fell. Um, Appenstead and Lorena weren't quick enough. And he, he, I think he was outbattled by Mellon then for, for second. And I think he's probably, look, he's a plucky horse. He's honest. I just think he's probably been overrated since then. I know we've run one race since. He's an honourable horse. Um, look, if I hound him, I'd be absolutely delighted. But I think he's a little bit overhyped. Uh, Ribble Valley is is one I'm trying to find. I, I do like Ribble Valley, and I'm trying to find something there. Like There's there's form ahead of Rainer's World. We, I think we mentioned Rainer's World a few weeks ago. Um, to, to find another bit of form. It's like she was toured in, in the Mayor's Novice. Um, Corrivi came out the other day, who was fourth, and she, she's bolted up on her fences really, really good. That, that oh, you'd, you'd like a little bit more value with the it's eight to one, ten to one, probably a little bit skimpy. But I, I do think he might be the most likely to improve. Um, he, I, I do think he could be the one to, to follow Epitant. Home here, I'd like say there's more improvement there. Uh, I know Nave likes Cornerstone Lad, last year's winner, but I don't think he's going to get the same run of the race as as he did. And look, the 16th to one, I'd be liking that with about Ribble Valley. So why not have a go on that? Uh, not so sleepy, doesn't run in, in many hurdle races. Fortin to the start of it, pulled up in the champion hurdle. Void Rev. Whereas it's hard to work out because you know he he's won a Powers Golf Cup. He was a he was a decent chaser in Ireland. Um, obviously with the rest of the Wiley horses, he's he's moved yards now. But I, I didn't see his run the last day for the New Yard. Um, one hundred and fifty to one. He probably probably not a good enough hurdler. He's probably a better chaser, but. You know, they they're hundred fifty one. You might get yeah, you might, you might get bigger again if you wanted to have a, a wacky each way bet because well, we've only seven runners actually. So only look for the first two. But look, Epitan should win this. It's 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 probably value that four to seven. Um, she probably should be shorter. So like, if you were a big punter, I'm certainly not a big punter. But if you were. I'd be looking at that far to seven and having a decent punt on it because I think she should be shorter. And you know, maybe I'd go the the forecast epitant with Ribble Valley to follow her home. Excellent, thanks very much, Declan. It's epitant for Declan Cornerstone, lad. Each way for yourself, Neve. Yeah, I'd say so. Excellent. Right, that that sums up the fighting fifth. So let's move on to the big betting race of the weekend, which is the three o'clock at Newbury. It's the Labrooks Trophy Chase, and what a field we've got this year. It looks very competitive, um, fantastic horses in here. Um, first time headgear is going on quite a lot of these, isn't the Vindication Cloth Cap, both getting cheap pieces. Mr. Malarkey's getting blinkers, the Holly Ginger's getting a visor. A lot of first time things going on here. Would you say it pays really for this race to be 
a novice chaser from last year, do you think, Declan? Usually, yes. Um, but I'd, I'd normally approach handicap chasers that way, but I'm, I'm not looking at this one. Like The races, you know, for such a big, prestigious race, it's not really blowing my socks off this year. It is competitive, but it, it doesn't look, the quality doesn't look as, as good as it could be and it has been in, in previous years. Like, Ballyoptic is topping the weights. He's the outsider. Um, then I'm saying that, I, I do think the market has got it fairly right. I, I like three at the top of the market. Um, I think Vindication is still quite unexposed and, and we know he carried the weight um, he's carrying 11-11, like he, he can lump weight around, so he probably is the worthy favourite. There's not much value there in, in the field this big, but then again, it's, it's, not overly, it's not overly filled with top quality like this race has been in the past. Boy Wright, who we mentioned in the past, um, he, he was behind um, Vindication the last day at Weatherby. Ran in the RSA, still unexposed, still improving. Um, so you just don't know what these horses are, are going to find. And then the other one I like is the conditional. Won the ultimate second in this last year. He handles these big fields. He handles the handicaps, and he could be, you know, he could be improving again. And um, I expect those three to be in the mix. And I would, I, I like vindication. I, I would hope Vindication can turn into a Gold Cup horse and he'll need to win this if he is going to turn into a Gold Cup horse. And it's it's not a race that's luring me in to have a bet, but my selection would be Vindication. Thanks very much for that, Declan. I mean, for myself personally, I've looked at it quite in depth and I, I have fallen on one that I thought the yard was a little bit off at the beginning of the season and that's Copperhead. I thought he looked a, a real Gold Cup contender last year. I mean, winning that grade two at Ascot. Tizards were, were out. Tizards, sorry, Tizards. Tizards were out of form um, completely when he emptied. Um, I can forgive that. Um, started to turn a corner now, surely. But the, the ground is the biggest issue for, I think, a lot of these. It's going to be a bit too quick, don't you think, Neve? Um, yeah, potentially. Um, but for me, I... Like Declan mentioned, I really like the conditional. He um, was one that last season I couldn't, like, I couldn't stay away from him. Every single race, I was like, I picked him, and I think it's going to be a case of the same time round this time this year. Um, I was really, really impressed with his win at Cheltenham, and I think people didn't quite realise just how hard of a race he must have had at Warwick the time before. So. You know, for his connections to get him back to a place where he can win an Ultima, I thought that was absolutely brilliant training performance. Um, I'd just love to see him win it. He was really consistent last year um, and obviously second in this race, not beaten very far at all by Darasha Counter. I think, you know, as Declan mentioned, he looks like one who could improve again. He's a big, strong horse. I think now he's in, like going into he's an eight-year-old is going to be nine in January I just I think this is probably going to be his season and I genuinely wouldn't be surprised if he picked this up on his way 
Um, yeah, I just think it would be absolutely fantastic for his connections if they could win the Hennessy. Um, so yeah, he'd be my pick. Um, like you mentioned, um, Copperhead. I was at Newbury when he won last season and visibly he was very, very impressive. And I thought then that this could be a race for him next year. Um, you know, his reappearance run was massively underwhelming, but that was over hurdles. It was clearly just an opportunity for him to get out on the race course before this. This is his target. And so, um, again, he'd be one that I could see running a big race, maybe finishing in the places. Um, and Colin Tizard's had a great recent record in this race. And the other one at a bigger price, um, the Weather Bear. Now, I know there's been a lot of um, word on Twitter in the last week or so about his um, race course gallop with Santini. Um, and, you know, he's a 10-year-old now, but I think this is one of those horses he just keeps showing up in all these big races and running just like, you know, running his race. I, I think I'd, I'd be surprised if he won, but again, he's at a big price. He's available around 20 to 1. He's, you know, for such a, a close betting race, he is one of the bigger prices. So he could be one who um, potentially could have a shot here. He's been off for 332 days, though. But yeah, I think um, the conditional for me to win. Um, and in my notes here, I think I got a little bit excited earlier, but I, uh, I've put nap. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, nap. Yeah, I, I, might, I might take that back, though, later on. No, um, don't take it back. I think that was possibly just me going through the form earlier and just getting a little bit overexcited. But uh, we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> no, well, if you're napping it, you know, I think it's a great price to nap. You know, you don't want to be napping a short price only when you want to be going for a little bit more value and the conditional does represent that. So it's the conditional for Neve. Declan, for you? Yeah, look, I, I, I know Vindication's been around for a good while now, but he's still fairly lightly raced over fences. Oh, you know, I can't believe I'm, I'm going for a 5 to one favourite in, in the Hennessy, but yeah, look, I, I just think, you know, People give out about the, the big chases, the big handicap chases in Ireland where Gordon will have a lot of the field. But, you know, Gordon could have made this race a better race with a lot of entries. And I just think it's a little bit weak for what we know can be um, a really, really top class handicap. It doesn't feel like it is this weekend. And, you know, Vindication, cloth number two, I, I think he's that much I think he'd be that much better than the rest. He he'll have no problem um giving away the, the weight and beating them. Thanks very much Declan. It's copperhead each way for myself. Um let's move on now. We're gonna move on to Sunday. There's some amazing racing going on at Sunday at Furry House. Three amazing amazingly talented fields here that I can see starting with the Royal Bond at 105. Very fascinating here. I've been very very pleased and, and happy to see how she was it well came out of that Tipperary race I thought she was excellent um Declan fill us in what do you fancy in this mate yeah the, the Royal Bond not not one of my favorite races it can be it's early in the season for the novices uh for novice holders and it can be a little bit hit and miss it was actually in danger of losing grade one status for a while but 
you know, NYLM on the last year in Abacadabra was second, so it, it got a bit of a boost there. I, I do like she wears it well. Um, the, the form of the Galway bumper is strong, and she hacked up in a maiden hurdle and a, a great three at Tipperary. She looks a lovely horse, and she could be one of Willie's top, top novice hoarders. You know, the problem is she could end up in, in the mayor's novice, and she could be good enough to win. It's supreme. If, if she wins this well, uh, she might get a break um, and we're, come back out in the spring. But, you know, she, she's, not, she's not a high horse. Uh, and then you move on to Bally Adam, who is a high horse for me, and a, a little bit of trivia. You know, he's only won in Northern Ireland. He he hasn't won. He hasn't won in the Republic of Ireland, and that's including his his uh, point to point, which was ran in Port Rush. And obviously, we know Fairy House. Fairy House is in Maid. But look, I am not warming to Bally Adam. He was impressive at Down Royal. Uh, but he's still, I, I just not warming to him. There's a lot of hype about him, and he's short. I know she wears it well is is favourite, but Bally Adam is still short for me for what he's done. Um, I I'm just struggling to warm to him. There's better value in the race. Um, Castmate, he's been awesome since he's returned. He was very unlucky. Is is he had three or four seconds in a row, but. He was behind decent horses, if, if you want to look that up. Um, he looks to be retaining the potential. He actually looks to be better than he was before the, the layoff, and he's a big, big danger here. Uh, Duke Cup is a solid, likeable horse, very honest. Um, he was bashed by castmate the last day. Um, I, I was personally expecting the bounce, but castmate put him to bed really easy. Um, he, like he he got he got close enough to Fury Road, and it makes me question that the form of, of, of Fury Road really when you see how how easy Castmate beat Joe Cup. I know Fury Road won that easy enough, but you know it was only three lengths in it. Uh, in, in Golo, the form of the Naz the Navin race is questionable. If I just I went through it earlier and I couldn't really I couldn't really find much in it. The only one I could find was the horse I actually fancied that day is Jesse Evans, unseated at the first. So I don't really know, you know, annexation ran in that race as well. So it's, it's the same for me. Jesse Evans could be value um, because he fell in that race or he unseated in that race. So he could, at 20 to 1, he could be a bit of value there to be in the mix. Uh, the very man... Get away, gorgeous, and one down. I don't think are good enough. But look, I'm hoping Casme is is still improving. It's a horse I always liked, and I'm very very surprised to see. I was very surprised to see him beat Duke Cup so well the last day. And I think, you know, he looks to have retained the ability. Uh, there's lots of potential there. He could develop into a very good horse, and and he could surprise us all here. Do you, is it castmate for yourself mainly due to the price? Was you don't want to take on something like she was it well? Um, I I do I do like she wears it well, 
I don't know enough about her, but I I, I like Castmate and I think Castmate's a good horse. Uh, it's it's not it's not only to do with the price, but I think that eleven to two is, is good value. Yeah. Thanks for that, Deck. Um Neve, what about yourself? Um, I really don't get on with these early season grade ones for the novices. Um, it's like having it would be like having a group one two-year-old race at Royal Ascot or something, in my opinion. I think, you know, mm-hmm. we just don't know enough about them. But um, I'm going to go with the hype horse, um, Bally Adam, just purely because um, of the hype, <laughs> if I'm being honest. You want to see a cheaply part double, don't you, on the day? Yeah, I do. I do. You know, they. Um, I can't think of any horse that they've had on, like, over jump that hasn't. Know, been at least half decent you know and I think Bali Adams another one of these um you know he it's still really early days in his career as for all of these but um I, I, I just think you know I think he should win this I don't know if Constantista's gonna go here if she does she'd surely have a shout but I think she's been defected yeah because she would have been she would have been my pick but I had a feeling she wasn't gonna run um, but yeah, Bally Adam. I'm a big fan of um, his sire, Fame and Glory. Obviously, um, no longer with us, I don't think, but he's, he's had some nice nice hurdlers so far. Um, and I think this could be another one of them. So, Bally Adam for me. Bally Adam for Neve. And Deck for yourself, is it Castmate? Yeah, Castmate. And it'll be a fantastic trainer performance. Um, but he's just been so impressive since his return. Uh, I, I think he's a top class horse. I, I think if we'll give you. If he turns up, obviously we don't know the decks yet, but I, I think Hasmay could win this, yeah. Yeah. Um, she wears it well for myself. Bally Adams second, Castmate third. Just look at the betting, follow the betting, stick them in a try cast in the straight try cast, and that's going to come in. <laughs> as easy as that. Right. We're moving on now to the Drimmore Novices Chase, Sunday, 135 at Furry House. Um, it's the steering job of the weekend. Envoy Allen takes its place. Do you think Declan the steering job yet? Is there such thing as a steering job over fences? Um, mm. look, he, Possibly he, in he this ha- lad's case, yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, everything he does is is easy. Um, you know, I, I go right back to um, his Royal Bond win earlier that we mentioned. Uh, Abacadabra's got to, you know, he, he just got to him. We're in a length of him. And he, without looking like it, he just quickened the way. Everything is so smooth. He quickens without you knowing. He came round the bend at Cheltenham. He was four lengths down. Jumping the last, he, he was a length and a half ahead. Everything is so easy for this horse. I was wondering, where, where's the catch? I, he, he, like, he was a lovely hurdler. He's a point-to-point horse, and he's the slickest hurdler I've seen for a long, long time. I wanted him to go down the champion hurdle route because I, I thought he'd, he'd wipe the floor with them all. He's such a good hurdler. I was thinking, what's the catch? Maybe he can't jump a fence. He came out at, at Down Royal and everything, everything is easy for this horse. He really looks like he can do it all. He, he could win the Arkle. He could probably win the Farmoiler. You know, I'd say he get any trip. He's just better than every horse around at, at everything. You know, he's a better jumper. He's more speed. I'd say he'll outstay them. Now, he's never gone further than, than the two mile five, but you know, he, he looks like he won't stop. He just oozes class. He has it all. He's an absolute 
joy to watch. And again, that one to three could be could be value. But these are this is the grade one chase, and you know there's there's other very good chasers in here, or potentially good chasers, and you know Easy Walk is is definitely one of them. On Horton's farm, Easy Walk has far lengths defined with NYLN. Now Easy Walk has probably improved far offence. You know he's probably improved far lengths for NYLN. Who knows? We we just don't know um, where this horse will end up or, or where he'll be. Uh, but like Easy Walk is, is definitely one. I know Andy likes him a lot. He's definitely one to follow. There hasn't been loads of hype about him. Uh, Andy Dufresne is. is Definitely a big improvement for the fence. He was impressive at Wexford, and he, you know, you'll you'll hope he'll improve again here. Um, assemble, it's a big step up. He does have the, the scope to improve. Uh, and bitter is is held by Easy Walk on the beginners' chase. Home by the lead would probably be outpaced here. Um, and in in, in I know he, he was probably outpaced and and set on. As Cork and won the race, but he won't be doing that in this field. Coco Beach, Coco Beach could be value. Um, he's a big, big price. He's fifty to one. He he was second in the beginner chase to Pensafolle Lett, who's followed up and beaten latest exhibition. Um, he is definitely one to keep an eye on. And if you wanted to have an each way bet, look, it, it, I suppose if, if you're brave enough to take Envoyalen on. You're probably going to go with Easy Walk at 92. You know, that might be an each way bet for some people. It's definitely not an each way bet for me. But these are fences, and they're all novices. He Take them on if you want. And probably, you know, I'll just enjoy them. Um, but if you want to have a bet, Easy Walk is, is the most likely you could find to beat him. But Coco Beach could be. He, I think he'll be in the mix, and a fifty to one of offences, anything could happen. But you know, it's just, it's just sit back and enjoy this, you know, beautiful racehorse. Um, he can just do it all, and I hope he just keeps going. And and he, you know, we we, you could be looking at the, the next article here. Um, he probably gives lumps away away in, in a handicap as well. He, everything is just easy for him. He's an absolute joy to watch. Thanks very much for that, Declan. And I suppose this is where Neve talks about this uh, Chiefly Park double. Is that right? Oh yeah. Um, look, Envoy Allen. He's just—he's a professional, isn't he? He just knows his job. He goes out and he does it impressively. I think, you know, his um, chasing debut last time. He just jumped beautifully, didn't he? He couldn't have done any better than what he went out and did. And I just think this is this is going to become a bit of a race course gallop for him, really, with a few jumps in between. Um, it, look, he's already sending he's sending um, the rest of Ireland scared, apart from Joseph O'Brien and obviously his own trainer. So what's it going to be like at the end of the season? You know, he's going to turn up and it'll be a walkover. But um, look, I think he's a fabulous horse. This he should he should win this easily um so yeah i'm just like Declan said it's just one that i'm going to watch and just enjoy while we can you know while he's while he's jumping fences let's sit back relax and watch envoyland's amazing jumping once again let's hope fingers crossed comes back in one piece because that's all we want um just to see a great spectacle and 
if you fancy if you fancy taking on a one to three shot, easy easy work is the one that Declan mentioned that you could possibly try a bit of each way value there. But it, is it value? No, it's not value. Why am I saying value? It, no, I'll just say Coco Beach. If you wanted to have an each way bet and Coco Beach turned up, um, you know maybe you could run into the money. There's only seven runners, but he's fifty to one. Will be worth yeah. a couple of couple of euro. Thanks very much, that deck. Right, let's move on to the Hatton's Grace Hurdle now, which is at 2.35 at Ferry House on Sunday. Another short price favourite here in Honeysuckle. She's favourite for the Mers Hurdle currently at Cheltenham, although she's, you know, she's short for a lot of races at the festival at the moment. We don't actually know which way she's going to go, do we? I mean, after winning this, are we anticipating her to, to steer towards that Mers Hurdle, do you think, Deck? Yeah, I, I, I think so. Look, I'd love him to see her novice chasing, you know, I think she she I think she'd make a great chaser. Um and she could be running against Envoy LN and that would really be a cracker. Um she's unbeaten. She won a good mares. That that mares race is getting better and better and, and she won it and she battled well up the hill. She was pacey enough to win an Irish champion hurdle and she stays well. And it's really hard to see her being beaten here. Um Saldier is is a surprise still in here. And, uh, you know, he's made a glass, isn't he? Is the potential still there? Will he get the trip? I, I don't know how well he stays. Uh, he was a good juvenile. He was putting it up to Espar Dalen at Nice and he came down at the last and then we didn't see him until he won the, the Margiana and I don't, is this the first time we've seen him, or did he run? He ran. He ran. Um, no, we haven't seen him since the. the no, three three hundred and seventy days now. You know, so um, but look, Willie can get them ready, um, and if Willie thinks he'll stay, he could probably stay. Uh, but the, the mare's going to be a tough enough to crack because she stays really, really well, and she got the pace. Beacon Edge is a nice horse. Um, is only defeats over hurdles can against Cedarwood Road and Jason the Militant. Like the form is really, really good. And he is the one I'm probably going to decide with here. Uh, other than that, Fury Road, I'm starting to question the Albert Bartlett form. And I know on previous podcasts I said it was it was vintage. It was a great Albert Bartlett, but you know, uh, we mentioned him beating Duke up by, by three lengths. I think he's very, very vulnerable in this race, and I just don't know about that Albert Bartlett farm now. Like let his exhibition was put to bed fairly easy by Pensiful Led the last day, and Fury Rose is a horse I, I've never really won to, um, and it's just making me. I put a, I, I wrote down here toward the Albert Bartlett and load of question marks, and I am starting to, to question that, and people probably think I'm, I'm mad doing that, but we're not really seeing much form from the race this season and I suppose the way the season finished it, it finished after Cheltenham we, we never got to find out much more uh, Ronald Pump second in the stairs fell in at Navin in this Mullen hurdle he's more he's probably I don't know what price he is for the stairs hurdle but I'd rather back him for the stairs hurdle now than back him for this race the weekend um, I think he's a good chance in the stairs I don't think he'd be winning this race the weekend. 
Uh, French Dynamite ran a big race at Navin in, in that same this morning hurdle. Um, but this is hot. He's entitled to improve, but I think this is a is a hot enough race. Bacardi's like Bacardi's jumps like a snooker table. You know, he went over fences and he was like a he had to go back over hurdles. He was going to kill himself. He was second in this last year. He could be a bit of value. He ran a cracker in the stairs. He he's fourteen to one here. I can see him if there's three places I can see him being placed. Um that I think that is decent enough value. He's he's a horse who's always started knocking on the doors at these these two and a half mile to, to three mile hurdles. It's just, you know, it's jumping. It's awful. If he does get around. He's not getting any younger, is he, Deck? No, he's not getting any younger, but, you know, what, what, like, you're looking at this race, if, if you're looking for the, this race, sort of, it's, it's two and a half miles, so you're looking for the champion hurdler who stays, and, and who is that going to be? It's probably Salier, we don't know, there's a question mark on over him, and I'd like to take on a horse who, you know, we don't know will stay, so he could well be knocking on the door here. Um, we don't even know if Salier is still alive. He's entered here, like you know, but his, his owner has loads of money. He'll just keep entering them. You know, we haven't seen him. He's can made a confirmation from Rich. Come on, Rich, Richie. Come on, yeah, get can he come on and let us know he's still alive? Tell us he's still um, alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I, I, I think if he gets around, he could be, he could be running into the money. Uh, Super Sunday and Cracking Smart. It, it's a sh- Super Sunday. What's going on? He's either a plot. He's either a plot for the Coral Cup again or he's thrown in the towel. I'm more a horse, you know. I don't know whether any of have seen him, but this horse is he's stunning. He's like he looks like a derby horse. He is a Galileo. He's a beautiful horse to look at. Um and he's what a horse to own, you know. Mm. He's, he's picked up races. He's he's always been value. He's never gone off too short. You know, he's a real punter's horse. Um, and it's a shame to see him being turned out again already. You know, he's ran in that list Mullen hurdle. He ran in the Morgiana. He's been turned out again. Are they trying to get that mark down or, or what are they doing? Like, I can't believe he, he's turned out again. Um, he's a horse who we've always been told wants to go ground. So, you know, don't. The, maybe he could turn up in a, in a handicap come March. Maybe there is a plan in place, but. It's he's certainly not going to be running much for a race the weekend. Um, Crafton Smart, not I don't think he's, he's good enough here. Um, I like Beacon Edge, I would be happy to take on the mare with, with Beacon Edge because she's short. Um, I like taking on odds on favorites. She's unbeaten, but she looks she, I think she should be over fence. Now, so that's really what I, I want to take her on. And I know Beacon Edge is going to run because it has been the plan. And I, I do fancy Beacon Edge to run a big race and, and hopefully win this. Excellent, thanks very much, Deck. Uh, Neve, yourself? Um, honeysuckle for me, I think you know, look, she's still unbeaten, she's getting fully mayor's allowance. Um, there's no bunny day during here. Of course, she beat at Cheltenham in March. Um, yeah, I think I think look, 
there's nothing stand out for me in opposition here. I think she'll win this. She'll like the trip. Um, yeah, I think somehow the other weekend I managed to, I, I put um, Saldier as my nap for the Morkiana. I thought he'd have won that. Was he alive? I didn't even realise, I didn't realise he was a non-runner until I was sat watching the racing and realising he's not there. Um, so that was a bit disappointing, really. Um, if he shows up here, I think he'd, I, I think he'd be a big challenge. Um, I'd love to see him, like, hopefully stay sound this season, have a crack at the champion hurdle. Um, he's one of those, I think, he's... I fancied him for the Morgiana because I always think that the um, the Willie Mullins second string tends to run quite well in that race. Oh, um, that yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think you know Honeysuckle is going to be hard to beat here. But if Salvier turns up, then he would be the one who I think would give her the biggest challenge. But again, I think. You know, this is one of those brilliant mares. I just think she's going to, she's probably just going to win. I think, you know, I could easily see it being a day for the favourites on, on Sunday. Yeah. Or is it? Yeah. Th thanks very much, guys. Thanks for that. That's great. Um, so it's, uh, where am I about? Uh, only took for yourself, Neve. Yeah. Yeah. And Deck, you're going to take Beacon Edge there? Yeah. Honeysuckle should be running the, the Dreamer uh, Beacon Edge for me. Excellent. Right, I set our guests a little uh, challenge this week to think of a, another race on the cards at the weekend and tell us a little bit about that race. Give us a selection for the race that they've chosen. And Neve, you're going to go first. You've chosen Friday's long distance hurdle at Newbury, three o'clock. Um, come on, tell us about this one. Okay, so I thought I'd pick a race on Friday so that um, I wouldn't be all nervous all weekend, hoping I got it right. Um, <laughs> so... Obviously, the star of the show in this race is Paisley Park, but I think this is absolutely fantastic renewal of this race. Um, obviously, last year, we need no reminders about Thistle Crack running brilliantly, um, but he doesn't run this year. Paisley Park, for me, I just, I thought after Cheltenham, I know he had his issues, um, but I, I just, I don't, I just don't think he's going to win this. I think... I've got underlying concerns purely because the last time he had a fibrillating heart or something, didn't he? Um, and just maybe that first run after that, maybe he might just be lacking confidence a little bit. We often see that um, with that particular problem. Um, I hope he runs well because, you know, I really like the horse. But um, I think, you know, this is, this is a very open race. Um, and we've already seen one. Um, Cheltenham Festival favourite who's run particularly badly come back this season and again not run his race with uh, Deffy Desoy the other week mm. um, obviously those two are in no way connected but I just, I, I just have a feeling that he'll be a better horse after tomorrow um, but Fabulous is available as around the second favourite at the moment um, I may potentially just be based on um, the reputation this horse has again he's another talking horse um, you know, Paul Nichols and his team, they've always, they've always held this horse in high regard. Um, he's up in trip, he's up in class, he's got it all to prove. So you're kind of taking that price on trust. But equally, you know, after Paisley Park, we are looking for another superstar in this division. It's very open. 
And if he stays, this could be that horse. But um, you know, he's got he's got a lot to prove, as I mentioned. Um, Time Hill, he was a good novice last year. He should stay. Um, but again, it's um, those question marks over the Albert Bartlett form, as Declan mentioned earlier. I, I'm in the exact same boat. I'm not convinced just how strong that form is going to turn out. Um, and equally, the Philip Hobbs team haven't had the best start to the season. So again, I think he could be one perhaps later in the season for him. Um, my pick in the race is actually Somerville Boy. Um, he won last time out, seasonal reappearance. This is the entry. He'll strip for strip fitter for that. Um, he should stay. I mean, he gave the impression last season that he will. Um, I think he chased home Paisley Park or someone in a three mile hurdle. Um, but again, available around seven to one at the moment. Uh, you know, you'd take that as good each way value anyway. Um, let alone if you were to, you know, say um, that without Paisley Park in the race, you'd probably get a decent enough price for. And I can't understand why his, price, why his odds are so long, to be honest, um, considering he's had a good start to the season already. Um, who else have we got? <laughs> We've got Liz McGar Oscar, of course, the Stayers Hurdle champion. Um, he stays. He will come on for his seasonal reappearance, most importantly. He's one of those horses he always does better after he's had his few runs. Um, I think he's massively overpriced. You know, you're talking about 16 to 1 for a horse that won the um, Stayers Hurdle really impressively back in March. And yes, I think quite a few people are questioning that form. Maybe it's not as strong as, you know, it looks. But he did nothing wrong that day. And again, I think his fourth last time out, it wasn't a bad run by any means. And, you know, he clearly, he's one of those horses who will need the run. So um, I've got a good friend, Killian, who follows this horse everywhere. He absolutely, he's, he told us, like, in 2018 or something ridiculous like that, that this horse would win the Stayers Hurdle. And then he bold backed shout. Yeah, very bold shout. And, you know, we were all... Um, we're all with Paisley Park in March and you've got Killian. He's not, he's not jumping ship. He is sticking with Liz McGar Oscar. And then, of course, when that horse bolted up, we all, we just we had nothing to say, you know. We were just absolutely... Turn amazed. around and applaud. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, he's, uh, he's messaging me today saying this horse is going to win. So, um, well, you know, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll be cheering him on. <laughs> Um, and again, he just he represents Good Valley, doesn't he? About sixteen to one. Um, the other horse, Honest Vic, um, won last time out at Cheltenham in the Pretemps qualifier. They've got they they doing right by uh, taking a chance in stepping up in grade with him. But um, personally, I I think Lisnagar Oscar should deserve to be a bit lower in the market than than uh, Honest Vic, you know. Um, yeah, he he won well last time, guaranteed to stay. And I think the um, winning form as well from his last one at Charlton has improved. I think the second came out and won over fences. Um, so, yeah, you know, look, I wouldn't be with him. I think my pick would be Somerville Boy, Liz McGar Oscar each way. And then you've got the likes of Sam Spinner in there as well. Of course, once upon a time, he was a top-class grade one hurdler. Um, you know, 
you could you could see a return to form to him from him to be fair back over yeah. hurdle. Um, again, at a very big price. Um, pulled up in the Charlie Hall last time. I just I'm, I've never been convinced by his jumping, and I don't think I'm the only one. I think back over hurdles is the right way to go. I know he was unbeaten over fences last year, but oh, he threw in a few. Yeah. It's like jump. throwing jelly at a hurdle when Sam Spinner yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was that one time, I think it was the Ascot or something, wasn't it? That he completely just overjumped and knocked, knocked into, you know what I mean, Harry or some, yeah. someone like that. And just, it's like you've got to hold your breath the entire time. Anytime he comes up to a hurdle, just hold your breath. Um, but yeah, I think, look, this race is absolutely, it's a great renewal. Um, and it's so open as well. But I think Somerville Boy would probably be my pick. I think Paisley Park, again, I'd love to see him win. I'd love to see him make that return to form. But I do have my doubts after his run at Cheltenham. I know he had his issues, but I just, I think, you know, yeah, he's, he, he's only a whore, you know, he's, he's uh, he'll basically, he'll be excused if he doesn't run well tomorrow, I think. He'll have his excuses again, um, but you know, I think I think he's he's very he looks very vulnerable tomorrow. Yeah. I'll give you three runners in the race, and we'll play a little game, Neve. Let's play snob, <laughs> marry, push off a cliff. <laughs> right, Andy, Steve, and Chris. Say that again. <laughs> Go on. It's the greatest game in the world. This right, three runners: Somerville Boy, Time Hill, McFabulous. Snog, marry, push off a cliff, go. Oh, um, I'd snog McFabulous. Um, I would marry Somerville Boy because I've won the won the supreme hurdle with him all those years ago. Um, and I would avoid Time Hill. Oh, like the plague. The cliff. Oh, like, like the, the plague. plague. Now, if that comes in, we'll hold on you to that one. If Time Hill comes oh, in, yeah. pushing him off the cliff. If oh, that horse wins can kick me off the podcast for good yeah well we all we've all we already know the winner of the stairs hurdle at Cheltenham good oh, evening yeah. Ro- good evening Ronan <laughs> the, jam the jam man good evening Ronan McNally <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know that don't you Declan we are we're gonna back that's it oh, the last year. Ronan yeah. forgot to tell us he wasn't well he'll be back on this year oh he'll be, he'll be well this year Right, thanks for that, Neve. That's um, Somerville Boy in the long-distance hurdle tomorrow at Newbury at 3 o'clock. Declan, you've gone for a beginner's chase at Fairy House on Saturday at 11.30, haven't you? I have, yeah, because the pubs are still closed, so I know everyone will be up at half 11 on Saturday morning. <laughs> um, you, know, you, you know, me and Andy rave about beginner's chases in, in Ireland. Sometimes they can be better than, than grade one novice chases. Um, particularly in Britain, I, I get that in there because Andy's not here to help me this week. Well, uh, it's, it's true though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm not no. arguing. <laughs> <laughs> like there, there's there's some, some very good horses declared here. The uh, all care. He he beat Monkfish over hurdles. He's fit because he ran. I think he, he's fallen and then he was behind. He was toward behind assemble at Fairy House. Uh, his jumping does need to improve. But I, you know, this horse is a good horse, and I think he could catch people cold. I think that there's there is improvement there. The jumping definitely needs to improve, but if it does, 
he could be winning somewhere at, at a decent price soon enough. Um, Iscari at 10, Gordon Elliott was down the field in the Martin Pipe. Um, he was actually toward in the maiden hurdle uh, behind the Alcare and Monkfish. You know, there's a nice bit of form for you. It is his chasing debut. Probably can jump the fence. Uh, Monkfish, the Albert Bartlett winner, you know, that we've been raving about and suddenly myself and Dave want to start taking on these horses. It's his chase debut. You'd be hoping he can he can um, pick up the farm from the Albert Bartlett and, and show us that it actually it, w- it was a good Albert Bartlett because it is that sort of race that you can pick holes in every year. It's a, it's an absolute slog, and it did look like good horses went to the line in it um, this uh, last season this year. And I suppose we'll find out a little bit more before this race goes off because Neil's already mentioned Time Hill. Uh, but the horse I like, and, and he's been off. He had, he had, he missed the whole lot of last season, and he returned. Um, uh, was it? I was one of the Tipperary tracks, maybe Tortoise Sam's profile. He was putting in a great round of jumping, I thought, and he had an almighty fall. He absolutely upended himself. But maybe it, it looked worse than it did. Uh, I I seen on Mouse Morris. Facebook page that he, he was popping a few fences and he looked well and he's turned them out here. He was entered in the Drinmore. I know what you think of a, a lot of them. I, I was at Nice today, he was second in the grade one novice hurdle to Battle Over Dying. And Battle Over Dying was twice the size of him and Sam's profile just stayed on. He ran an absolute cracker that day. Um, Battle Over Dying is back from himself this season. I know it was only Sancro we beat at Down Royal, but he beat him really well. And uh, he, he does look back to himself. He, he looked he looked more like that horse that won at Nice that day. Uh, Sam's profile went to Cheltenham, ran a good race in the the Ballymore. Uh, if it was the Ballymore then. And he went to Punchestown and he was second then in the two and a half mile novice hurdle to reserve tank I think this horse looking at his run the last day I know he fell but I think he retains a lot of his potential and he could be he'd probably be toward favour here I think he'd be a backable price anyway and I, I think he's going to turn into a good horse so I, I think it could be there in March turning up at you know hopefully a, a decent price in, in one of the novice chases but Look, it's a cracker. Monkfish could be anything. Iscari at 10 could be anything. And I, I do expect the all care to improve. And I expect Sam Crowfoil to, to run a big race. You know, it, it's uh, my selection, Sam Crowfoil. But, you know, those four horses are definitely, definitely, definitely ones to keep an eye on chasing this season. Thanks for that, Deck. Uh, big shout with Sam Profile. We looked a great horse um, in that Ballymore. And then running up to reserve tank, like you say, that's that's a time actually when we've actually come over to you and taken some of your mattresses. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'll be true. You a couple of euros that day, yeah. Yeah, thanks for giving it a little bit of, us back, of it back anyway. <laughs> um, is there anything else this weekend that you want to mention at all, Neve? Anything from yourself? Um, no, not really. Just that I'm looking forward to watching it, especially Newbury. It's one of my favourite meetings every year. Um, I love the Hennessy. We went a couple of years ago and I just remember 
it was the coldest day I've had on the race course. But the whole time I was just thinking, this is proper, proper national hunt weather. This is, this is racing. And um, yeah, just, I can't wait to hopefully be back there soon enough. Yeah. Have you planned your first trip yet? Um, currently in the process of planning um, at the moment with um, university, I'm all over the place with assignments. So I'm hoping that um, either by the weekend of Cheltenham or if not potentially Ascot the following week, I'll hopefully be ready to go. Excellent. Yeah, the Hennessy Hall's a, a strong, you know, sentimental point for myself because a horse of Alan Kings that won in 2015, Smad Place. Do you remember that beautiful looking grey? Always yeah. gave his horse, and he hacked up that year, and I was really impressed with him. And then he, and then obviously you've seen Native Ribbon River win it, and many clouds. R.I.P. Um, you know, some great horses that have won it down the years. Declan, is there anything for you this weekend, mate? Anything else? No, look, it's a, it's a good weekend of racing. Um, I'm bitterly disappointed. I can't be at Fairy House on Sunday. I'm quite jealous of you guys getting to go racing again. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you know, I, I go as often as I can. And, you know, fortunately, where I live, a lot of the, the jump racing is in the east in Ireland. And a lot of the tracks will be, you know, quite local to me. You, you are there within half an hour. So um, I'll, be, I'll be enjoying the racing from home. I'll uh, send you a picture from uh, Haydock on the 19th if we can get the <laughs> tier I'm in though, doesn't it, at the moment? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I just like the, the you know, obviously uh, my young lad George has a share in Calvadosh who won a, today at Taunton at 14 to 1. So, you know, he's only five, but he was over the moon. He only owns an eyelash now, uh, one four thousand of the horse, but it doesn't matter to him, does it? Wow, it's amazing, though. It's the, it's the thrill of it, isn't it? And I'm glad to see a young lad at the age of five loving the game. That comes yeah, from his dad, I, though, doesn't he, it? He's missing going to the race course as much as me. Yeah, because uh, he he come along with me a lot, and you know, hopefully we can get back there soon. Open the race courses as soon as we can. Uh, just two two from myself for the weekend. Actually, I've got another two to, to give up. Um, one is in the bumper tomorrow at a Doncaster, small, small little bet here on uh, San Giovanni of Emma Lavelle's. I know he's a lot better than what, they, what he showed at Ascot Office of Date Pace. And there's one, Declan, uh, you'll probably know this one as soon as I say it. It's actually been entered this weekend. The 136 at Ferry House on Saturday. It's a maiden hurdle. And we see Garza de score taking oh, the line yes. up there for JP McManus, Gordon Elliott and Mark Walsh. That's going to take some beating because that race looks terrible on paper. So no I won't be surprised if Garza scores. Say it again, mate. No bumpers for him. Straight over hurdles. Straight over hurdles. I'm actually glad to see that because I did write up about that that I didn't think he looked like a bumper horse. So I'm glad to see uh, the horse going over hurdles straight away. I think he's on. I think he's got a great chance, really. Um, yeah, definitely want to to keep in your notebooks, guys. The score going going forward. So yeah, I'd like to thank you guys for joining me tonight. Thanks, Neve. Thank you. And thanks, Declan, for another good week. Yeah, cheers, Chris. Cheers, Neve. Excellent. Uh, and uh, thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks for guys. We've had a great show last few weeks. Uh, thanks to Ronan for all of his uh, hospitality that he gave us last week and those hats that he's sending out to us. So I'm sure he'll be listening to this tonight as well. 
Um, and we will see you all next week when hopefully we'll be joined by Stephen and Andrew back again. And maybe we'll have a bumper edition of maybe like five of us next week. That'll be good, wouldn't it? That'd be lovely. Oh, yes, lovely. Right, well, uh, we'll see you all again next week and thanks for listening. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. Head on over to our handle at USO Podcast and click the notification bell to never miss an episode.